0: Is the better. is Leonides whatever he's called Leon? What's he called? Leonides. Leon. Who's Leonides?
1: Leonidas is from the three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cecilia. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Nora.
0: And I'm James. And
1: we're your hosts for Not, not Another Shakespeare,
0: Shakespeare podcast. podcast.
1: The podcast that takes neither itself nor Shakespeare very seriously. Today, our play of choice is one of my very favourites. It is a late play, surprising nobody. I pretty much only like the late plays from Shakespeare. It is... Uh, is he
0: like a fine wine?
1: He is. He's got to age. He's got to age gotta, into it.
0: you got to throw him in a barrel and then he gets better.
1: <laughs> throw him in a barrel, stick him in a basement for yeah. a couple decades. Yeah. He's a lot better. Well, this is this play is a good vintage. It is The Winter's Tale. Yes. Not A Winter's Tale. No, it's The Winter's Tale. There's only one. Well, there's there's many. <laughs> but I think he's he's trying to distinguish his one.
0: Right. This is the only one that matters. Yeah.
1: His is the important one. The one yeah. we need to know about. Because a winter's tale is a phrase that just refers to like a ghost story that you'd tell around the fire on a long winter's night.
0: Mm, Like boo ghosts?
1: Sometimes boo ghosts, not always. Not always. Sometimes just sort of creepy or atmospheric or sort of folk stories, right? Like Mm. the kinds of things that. When the work is done for the day and it's dark at four o'clock as it sometimes is in in the winter, you don't have EastEnders, you don't even have a phonograph, you don't even have
0: Emmerdale, you
1: don't have nothing, you don't even have inferior soap (laughs) operas really, (laughs) You've, uh, you've got maybe some mending to do, like you're sewing your clothes or you've got a bit of sort of housework that you are doing around the fire, but got to keep warm it's a long dark night and you tell stories Mm. as you work and as you as you see out the night and those are winter's tales are the the kinds of stories you tell around a fire Mm. there's a fantastic article by the late great Catherine Belsey on winter's tales and ghost stories in Shakespeare that I always assign to my first years when we study Shakespeare because I think it's it's a really great article Mm. Mm. yes I recommend that If anybody is uh, looking for a more academic take on this. So yes, today it's The Winter's Tale. One of Shakespeare's late plays. Mm. One of my faves. Quite magical.
0: Are there dragons?
1: No. Mm. No. Unicorns? No.
0: Goblins. There's got to be a goblin in there somewhere, right?
1: Nope, there's an oracle. Okay. And there is a ghost of sorts. Of sorts? Of sorts, you'll see. You'll see when we get there. There's jealous husbands and there's sea voyages to bohemia
0: okay are there <laughs> men pretending to be women and women pretend to be men
1: <laughs> not in this one. Whoa! no we do have some dodgy disguises okay we have disguises that like anyone should be able to see through yeah especially because it's the king in disguise
0: right okay
1: so you'd think that people would recognize the king but then again is, it maybe a duke, not. is
0: there a duke disguised as a monk
1: no <laughs> <laughs> not this time not this time we have a king disguised as a shepherd this time Um, And we have a princess who who doesn't know she's a princess and has been raised as a shepherdess.
0: Oh, I like it.
1: Yeah, but that's a spoiler. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Mm. Okay, so The Winter's Tale. This is one of those plays that if you've never read or seen it before, the ending truly is magical. It really is like just so I, I wish that I could take myself back to a state of not knowing this play just so that i could experience the ending again mm.
0: well i don't know it so well here we go i'm gonna have that experience right here right now it's
1: happening live in it's your earbuds happen. yeah yeah all right are you ready
0: i'm more than ready
1: excellent <laughs> he was born ready for this i was this is your all your childhood dreams are about That's to come everything true here. in
0: my life has been building up to this point right now
1: the winter's tale yeah okay so start of the play We have two kingdoms. We have Sicilia and we have Bohemia. The king of Sicilia is Leontes, and he is best friends their whole lives, BFFs forever, with the king of Bohemia, who is Polixenes. Got it?
0: (laughs) Polixenes.
1: Polixenes, yes. So Polixenes is visiting Sicilia, and he's visiting his good friend Leontes, but also Leontes' beautiful wife Hermione.
0: Right, I can see where this is going.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Hermione is pregnant, very pregnant, and Hermione and Leontes already have another son called Mamilius. 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 Okay. Yeah. Just go with it.
0: It sounds like mimosa. I well, think.
1: he's Sicilian, I guess. Do they have mimosas in Sicily? Maybe. No. I don't know. Anyone who's ever been to Sicily, <laughs> you can tell us. <laughs> I guess they must have mimosas in Sicily. I can't see why they wouldn't. Well, they've got they've got orange juice and they've got
0: prosecco and things. Presumably. So they must go accidentally mix at some point.
1: Right? How do you you not have a mimosa when you have those two ingredients at hand? Anyway, so Polixenes is visiting. He's been visiting for quite a long time. He is supposed to leave to go back to his own wife and his son who miss him in Bohemia. But Leontes doesn't want to let him go. He wants to have more time with his friend. Oh, it's a bit of a bromance. It is a bit of a bromance, yes. And actually, the um, the Cheek by Jowl production of this uh, has this beautiful movement sequence for uh, the boys, Leontes and, and Polixenes, at the start that kind of activates the, the bromance. So it's, they have a beautiful friendship, and Leontes is about to ruin it forever. Ah. So... Polixenes is supposed to leave, Leontes doesn't want him to, but he can't persuade his friend to stay longer. And he says to his wife, you try to persuade him. And then Hermione is successful in persuading Polixenes to stick around. But Leontes kind of like goes to 11 really quickly with this and assumes that because his wife was successful where he was not, that Hermione and Polixenes must be having an affair. And not only are they having an affair, the child that she is carrying must be Polixenes and not his.
0: Even though she's like heavily pregnant mm-hmm. and must have been impregnated, what, like well, so he's, many months? Well, he's ago.
1: been visiting a long time.
0: Well, he's been there for like nine months. Yeah. that I feel like that's kind of overstaying your welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want, like, even if you had your best friend, right, in the world, would you want your best friend to be like, yeah, come and stay with me for more than nine months? Straight? I mean, you're
1: asking the wrong person because I have a fantasy with my best friends where we like buy houses next to each other and knock down the fences and hang out in the gardens every night. So, okay. <laughs> I'm a little more extroverted than you.
0: But like nine months, over nine months, but and you were about, like, oh, no, don't go. Stay for longer.
1: But think about the the way that people used to travel to visit each other, right? Like, it's a it's a harrowing sea voyage in the weird fantasy geography of this play <laughs> from Bohemia to yeah, Sicily. Because Bohemia
0: is like in Lendland. the middle of, what is it, it's like the Czech Republic, isn't it? Kind right? of, yeah. Sort of that area. It's yeah. Like, there's... there's as, as central to Europe as you can be, With basically. no
1: seacoast. <laughs> this, is, this is why when people are like, oh, Shakespeare had to be, you know, some kind of nobleman. He couldn't possibly have been a Glover's son from Stratford. I'm like, he did not know geography. No. He barely spoke Latin, like, by standards of the time. I mean, his Latin was much better than mine, but by the standards of the time, right, Ben Johnson sort of mocked him and said he had little Latin and less Greek. He's not, like some kind of highly educated person he's just good with words mm.
0: yeah. i thought he was the other box
1: <laughs> don't even james don't invite that <laughs> into our podcast okay oh okay so hermione convinces polixenes to stay and leontes goes off a cliff of jealousy kind of like seemingly for absolutely no reason It's one of the kind of challenges of this play for an actor is that Leontes has to go from zero to 60 of jealousy, literally in like one speech. Mm. And it's very difficult to see where this has come from.
0: Yeah, he's he's one second. He's, you know, nine months is not enough for him. Yeah. And now he's immediately jealous. Mm
1: -hmm. So even um, though he
0: asked his wife, right?
1: Yeah, he's, he's the one that said to her, see if you can get him to stay.
0: Was it like a test
1: or something? I don't know. He's... Yeah. Leondes is... Um, I hate him. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I can't yeah. stand this guy. He's the worst. He's very well, entitled. What or whatever he's called? Polixenes is okay. He's, you know, I, I don't have anything like particularly against Polixenes now. He does some stuff later that's kind of sketchy. But we'll get to that. Okay. So Leontes like flies into this jealousy. He even starts questioning whether Mamilius, his other son, is his and whether... How
0: old is Mamilius?
1: We don't really know. Young is, is, is the Is it answer. like a kind of
0: flayance situation? It
1: is sort of a flayance situation. <laughs> okay. Yes. Good job on the name as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I got it. I've got it. This
1: is a season I only
0: got it. You <laughs> took me so many uh, attempts at getting it wrong before, coming it, in, before it
1: got into my brain. Coming in strong on season two with yeah. the, the flayance. Yes, so uh, Leontes is is off the deep end with his jealousy, and he calls his uh, sort of servant Camillo, and well, Camillo's is sort of a. I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be. He's like butler serving Leontes, but he's not like a servant. Does that make sense? Yeah, maybe like butler. He's
0: like a yeah yeah
1: like if it was if, if we were doing like his the, PA his PA yes if we were doing like the Downton Abbey um, <laughs> adaptation of this he would he would be the butler. Okay. So he says to Camillo, I need you to kill Polixenes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I told you, zero to 60.
0: Yeah. And why not Cam- just let him go home?
1: Well, this is what Camillo says. He's like, I don't understand. A, that, I don't understand where this is come why from. Why
0: are you convincing him to stay?
1: There's, Camillo basically tries to talk him down and is like, look, there's no basis for this jealousy. There's absolutely no reason to think that Hermione has been unfaithful to you. I don't understand why you're being weird about this. Polixenes is leaving anyway. Like, why do we need to kill him? This, this is just over the top. And Leontes is like, nope, I want him dead. So uh, Camillo does not do that. Camillo decides he's going to talk to Polixenes. And Polixenes basically sort of poaches him from the Sicilian court and says, well, I can't imagine that you are going to have a very good time here once Leontes finds out that you didn't kill me and you helped me escape. So why don't you come with me to Bohemia? So they flee. Meanwhile, we've got a lovely little scene with Hermione and Mamilius. And it's a very nice, like, domestic thing. And Hermione's super pregnant. And she's just sort of hanging out with her little son and, and playing and having a nice time. And she says, Tell me a story. And he says, or he asks her to tell him a story. Someone's telling someone a story. Got the, the classic line A sad tale's best for winter.
0: Uh, is it like a story within a story?
1: No, it's just the it's just a sort of meta moment that's oh, okay. nodding to the fact that this is the winter's tale and it is right. also a winter's tale. Yeah. See what you did there? Yeah, Bill. It's not set at winter though
0: <laughs> No, no. so it's not really a winter's tale, then is it?
1: Well, it is in the sense of like a, a fireside story, like a ghost story. yeah, but it's not but a winter's not a tale winter. as in it's at winter. Mm. There's no snow referenced okay. So uh, in the midst of this beautiful domestic scene with Hermione being very sweet with her son, in comes Leontes and the tone of the whole scene changes immediately. And you see this in production quite a lot where like the lighting will change really harshly and like all these men are in the room all of a sudden. And what has been this kind of very lovely domestic feminine space suddenly becomes very aggressive and very dark and very angry. And Leontes arrests Hermione and has her thrown in prison.
0: Okay. Mm hmm.
1: Because he's found out that uh, Polixenes and Camillo have fled, and he takes this as an admission of guilt.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, think to yourself, if you were Polixenes and you were actually having an affair with Hermione, wouldn't you take her with you Yeah. if you were fleeing you the country? Would. But Leontes is beyond logic. So he throws Hermione in prison. Hermione, while she is in prison, delivers her baby, who is a baby girl and names her Perdita. And, uh, or maybe she's not named yet. I don't know. Anyway, that's her name later. That might come later. So she delivers the baby and her sort of uh, confidant kind of noble gentlewoman of the court, um, Paulina, comes to the prison and says, you know, can I see Hermione? They won't let her see Hermione, but they will let her take the baby. And she has this idea that if she brings this infant before Leontes, he will sort of soften at the sight of his child. Okay. Right? She thinks that if I if I bring him the baby, he's gonna he's gonna rethink this.
0: Right. Okay. He's gonna see
1: his baby and he's gonna be he's gonna have all the like happy bonding baby hormones. Paternal emotion. Paternal emotion. Yeah, She's hoping for some paternal emotion here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Any guesses as to how that goes?
0: Uh he like kills the baby or throws it in a ditch or something?
1: He doesn't quite kill the baby, but yeah, he's not having any of it. He's, he's not happy about it. And uh, so, over lockdown, my friend and colleague, Dr. Pete Kerwin, and I hosted a multi installment Winter's Tale watch party on Twitter, hashtag WTWatchparty. Hello, friends. We just because there were lots of Winter's Tales available to stream. And, in, and is this that winter? This was actually started last summer. Yeah, so it, so it wasn't it's kind of a at summer's all. tale. It's, <laughs> really. it's a summer's it's tale. It's a
0: summer's tale with, with a bit of
1: ghosts. With, with some ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. So what what we noticed in like a lot of these productions is that somebody's always left holding the baby, and either that person is like great with the baby, or they're like not. So there's sort of a you know a second lord in one of the productions who was just like you, your heart just broke for him because he was holding this poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like, I, uh, like you're going to hurt the baby. There was one production where somebody almost stomped on the baby. Leontes wow. almost stomped on the baby. There was a production where the baby got dropped. Like there's, they're very, um, violent with this brand new newborn baby. So Paulina tries to talk Leontes down and Leontes is like, no. And also Antigonus control your woman. That's her husband.
0: Right, okay, Which so just, becomes just throw in some misogyny in the mix
1: yeah. there. Yeah, oh, <laughs> if you didn't think there was already misogyny in this play. Well, just additional,
0: because re- yeah. it's not even, that comment isn't really mm-hmm. needed. No, right? it's
1: not necessary. But Paulina is is very, we get the impression of her as being someone who's very forthright and very kind of in control of herself, right? So she's she's kind of come in with this plan. She seems to be the only one who's even trying anything at this point. Right, um, but she's very much on Hermione's side. So uh, Leontes won't have it, and he has a public trial of Hermione, at which he presides. Okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a kangaroo. It's not court.
0: really a, a fair court of law, then. No,
1: it's not. It is not a trial by jury of her peers by any means. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's horrible. It's it's some of like the most harrowing scenes in early modern drama, I think, because. Like this poor woman, like she's literally just given birth in prison. Yeah. Like hours before and this what she did happening.
0: Was what what he asked her to do? Right? Exactly.
1: Yes. All she's done is say to their friend, "Hey, could you stay a little bit longer?" And he was like, "Oh, sure. I guess I could." So it's horrible. She has a very good speech where she's like, "I. What do you expect me to say? Like mm-hmm. all all I can possibly say is to tell you that I'm not guilty, and you're not going to believe me no matter what I say." So. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do here. Meanwhile, Leontes has, been, has is sort of looking for some further support for his case, and he has dispatched two lords of the court, Cleomenes and Dion, to the oracle. Mm. So they've gone to the oracle, and this is like direct word from the god Apollo, right? So this is, you know, Leontes is thinking, I'm going to get the Oracle. The Oracle is going to tell me that I've done the right thing and that, you know, that I'm on the right track here and that will will give credence to my case.
0: Just get it rubber-stamped by Apollo.
1: Yeah, yeah. We just need the, you know, come on. Come on, Apollo, back me up here. Yeah. Apollo does not back him up. The oracle arrives and it says that Leontes is a jealous tyrant, that Hermione is chaste, that the child is legitimate, and that there oh God, what's the actual prophecy? Hang on. I'm going to look it up.
0: Cutty, cutty, cut this bit from the podcast.
1: So the oracle reads, Hermione is chaste, Polixenes blameless, Camillo a true subject, Leontes, a jealous tyrant, his innocent babe, truly begotten, and the king shall live without an heir if that which is lost be not found. Mm. Okay. It's a very specific oracle.
0: It is, yeah.
1: (laughs) We don't usually get that much detail in a prophecy. No. But there we are. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm
0: they bespoke prophecies.
1: It is, it is, really. Apollo's been keeping up on politics in Sicily. Yeah,
0: I'm amazed that Apollo knows everything that's happening.
1: Yeah, and, he, and he's and he been very detailed yeah. in the information he's decided to share.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call now for Apollo readings.
1: Yeah, <laughs> genuinely. Leontes, uh, how do you think Leontes reacts to that?
0: He, like, shouts at Apollo or something?
1: Yeah, he says there is no truth at all in the oracle.
0: Okay, just um, that oracle. Yeah. Had the reputation of truth telling for right. so many numbers of years. <laughs> like
1: Apollo's lying. I pretty much every religious tradition, I think, when you start accusing the gods of lying about things, stuff does not go well for you in your mm, life. No. Right. <laughs>
0: no, so inauspicious.
1: Yeah, it's it is inauspicious for a feast, is what yes, it is. It is. So then a messenger comes in and tells him that his son has died. Which one? The Mamilius? Mamilius. The, the the older one. Okay. Yeah. The son has died. So that's his heir. How has he died? We don't really know. He just dies.
0: Oh, it's not all these again.
1: Yeah, offstage. He gets like one scene and then he's dead.
0: The lion killer, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. maybe Just the random lion that happens to be around. Yeah. Yeah. That Nobody's mentioned before until Act (laughs) 5. And then Hermione faints and is taken off. And a couple of minutes later, Paulina comes back on and she has this excoriating speech where she really kind of goes after Leontes and what studied Torment's tyrant has for me. And she reveals that the queen is dead. So Hermione has also died off stage. Off stage. Okay. Yeah. Just
0: all these deaths off stage. Yeah. No one wants to see the deaths, do they?
1: No one wants to see. No one
0: goes to theater to see like deaths and violence
1: and destruction. And meanwhile, Leontes banishes his newborn daughter. Yeah. Okay. So Perdita. Perdita. He wants her very good. He uh James, it was a name James, James is very is proud like, of himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a name that is a recognizable name, an obscure name, but not like flayance or something, right? True, true. No one's called flyance except flyance.
1: Mm. No, the we're artist gonna,
0: formerly known as flayance.
1: We're gonna have to name a plant flayance now, you realize. Yes. <laughs> so Leontes wants his newborn daughter, Perdita, dead, and he entrusts this to Antigonus, who is Paulina's husband. So Antigonus takes the baby and and flees for the seacoast. right? So we leave Sicilia, and at the end of Act Three, the last thing that happens is that Antigonus is on the coast in in Bohemia, some coast
0: of Bohemia. The coast of Bohemia. That lo- the lovely coastal that, region. That well
1: known well known coastal region. Where
0: are you going for your holiday this this year?
1: Bohemia. The
0: coast of Bohemia. Yeah. Yeah, I could get better a nice than time. Amalfi. Yeah.
1: yeah. Better than anything. Yeah. Got to go to Bohemia.
0: Yeah, got got to have a nice, you know, brat on the on the sands.
1: <laughs> so Antigonus is there with the baby, and he tells the story of the ghost of Hermione.
0: The ghost of Hermione.
1: The ghost of Hermione. That was quick. Yep, has come to him. These in ghosts,
0: a- they're very efficient, aren't they're, they? They're
1: right on it. It's like Banquo, right? Like yeah. he dies, and then there he is at the feast. Boom. Hermione dies. There she is in Antigonus' dream. Wow, she's she's on it. They're she's
0: very got efficient.
1: Unfinished business. Mm. And she says to Antigonus in this dream that he should take the baby to Bohemia and that he should leave her on the coast and that her name should be Perdita. So he makes all of this happen, takes the baby to Bohemia, then a bear arrives. And this does actually happen on stage.
0: Yes, yes, I know, this is the only bit of the play I know this about. This is the
1: most famous stage enter direction. Enter
0: the Bear, isn't it, was it?
1: Exit Pursued Exit by a Bear. Exit
0: Pursued, I think mean, Enter the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Very similar, to be fair. <laughs>
1: the same thing. It's the
0: same thing. The
1: same thing. Exit
0: Pursued by a Bear.
1: Yes. So, Brilliant. Um Antigonus has to kind of, it's, well, it depends on how you perform it. In some productions, he's sort of protecting the baby and distracting the bear, in other productions. Oh, I thought
0: you were saying that the bear was protecting the baby. No,
1: no, Antigonus.
0: It's the bear, it's Leonides, whatever he's called, Leonidas. What's he called?
1: Leon- Who's Leonides? Leonidas is from the 300. <laughs> 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 it's Gerard Butler.
0: <laughs> he, he could be convincing as, as, we, could. Leontes, what is
1: Leontes. Leontes. <laughs> this is Cecilia. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that kind of, aggressive energy it
1: is it is that that type of aggression yeah
0: i don't know what i was going to say now
1: (laughs) no the bear isn't leontes okay you you could interpret the bear as hermione like maybe there are some productions where the bear sort of like sniffs around the baby and is like no i don't want to eat baby today um Mm. but anyway Antigonus exits pursued by a bear
0: i was meaning was the bear like contracted by (laughs) leontes
1: (laughs) What is it? Leontes. You Leontes. Did it. You got it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I'm not aware that you can contract bears. You could. It might be a,
0: the, a a bear, you know,
1: trainer. union. A bear union. A bear union. <laughs> the Bohemian Bear Union. Yeah, yeah. The BBU. The BBU. Well known. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think you can you can contract wild bears to murder your offspring for you.
0: Yeah, but you could like. I don't know, no, that's a bit silly. Put but like the- some jam on the baby or something. <laughs>
1: God. dark. One of the reasons that we suspect there may have been a bear in this play is because the theatres in London, the outdoor theatres in London at least. Were being
0: ravaged by bears at the time.
1: Well, they also were bear baiting pits.
0: Oh, right. So when
1: you didn't have a play on, you had bear baiting and cockfighting right. and all sorts of other things. So there were actually captive bears in London who were used for entertainment purposes. So it's possible that they did actually have a real bear to do this wow. scene. Yeah. I don't know how likely it is that they used one of the real bears or whether it's just sort of like an actor in a bear costume, like kind of nodding at the fact that there are there is sometimes bear baiting in this space as well.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Maybe they, they uh, adapted the lion costume. We don't know.
0: That's true. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a lion costume, was there? We no, because that happened off stage.
1: Yeah.
0: Foolishly, that happened off stage.
1: Yeah. Ridiculous.
0: Absolutely ridiculous. At least we get a bear in this one.
1: At least there's a bear. I mean,
0: that's a tick. Although two people die off stage. <laughs> so I guess we're still down overall, right?
1: In terms of exciting things happening yeah, exactly. on stage.
0: Plus one. you know, one step forward, two steps back, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Antigonus we presume is dead and mauled by this bear.
0: Oh, right. So he doesn't get away
1: no he exits pursued by the bear the assumption is that the bear has mauled him
0: oh i just thought like pursued is in like oh he runs away from it <laughs> how a bear. does a
1: bear normally pursue
0: well no i mean like It doesn't say exit mauled by bear, right? uh, You know, Pursued (laughs) is open, right? He's running away. He could outsmart the bear, you know?
1: Well, if we had any doubt as to Antigonus's fate, the next scene kind of is his bloody corpse. (laughs) (laughs) With a bear. But we have new characters arriving next. So we've travelled to the coast of Bohemia. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the baby has been left on the beach, right? On the shore. Like that well-known beach yes that well-known bohemian beach <laughs> and along comes the old shepherd and his son the clown ah yeah,
0: yeah. shepherds and clowns I mean, yeah they, his they whole name together. is
1: clown he's called
0: clown he's called clown,
1: <laughs> he's called clown. Oh. yeah because, so he's clown the clown n- well so clown <laughs> not necessarily in the sense of like hey kids and you know fuzzy hair and white makeup and big but shoes like a jester clown in the sense of like low-born fool.
0: fool local fool
1: yes <laughs> but like <laughs>
0: village idiot
1: sort of yeah yeah a kind of homespun you know working class bumpkin. shepherd lad yeah. bumpkin yes yeah. he's a bumpkin they find the baby and they also find pieces of Antigonus around
0: right okay yeah that, so that like, solves the whole
1: yeah so he's definitely calendar. dead yeah. And they discover the baby and they discover that there's a lot of money left with the baby because she's a princess.
0: How'd the baby get away from the bear?
1: The bear doesn't attack the baby. Oh,
0: the, the bear's got standards, is it? Yeah, it's like, yeah, the well, bear wants... You know, I'm more this guy, but I'm not going to touch a baby. That's, going that's after too a baby. far.
1: Well, it wouldn't be very good for the plot if she died.
0: So it's helpful that this bear's got, got yeah. some sort of moral compass. The,
1: the bear is a plot device yeah. to get rid of antagonists and protect the baby. So, the shepherd and the clown come, they find the baby, they find that there's loads of gold with the baby, and they find that her name is Perdita. So, they adopt her, basically, and uh, she grows up as a shepherdess. And 16 years go by.
0: Ah. Mm-hmm. So, it's one of those? Yeah. Like 16 years later.
1: Literally. There's 16 a character. Years later. There's a character called Time who has a big long speech.
0: Really? Uh, there's who, a character who, called Time? Yes. And and he didn't think that was a bit on the nose.
1: No, time time arrives as a sort of chorus character. Right, I'm
0: time. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, genuinely.
0: That is... Does he have a big clock? Is he like um uh what's he called? Flavor flav with the the, the big clock.
1: No, he's not like flavor flavor. I mean I guess he could be. I've I've never seen it done that way. Right, okay. So time arrives and actually hi, I'm time is a pretty good paraphrase of what time says. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and... Is it just a bunch of time puns for
1: Kind of. It's you know, basically the whole point of of Time's speech could be summed up by one of those SpongeBob slides that says sixteen years later. Yeah, that's
0: what I was that's thinking of when I said that. That's yeah. essentially what it is. Yeah.
1: So sixteen years go by, um, we're in act four. And what happens is that it is the sheep shearing festival. Mm. So part of day, one of my
0: favorite festivals. The as best you know, as festival. you well know.
1: Yes. Yes. The two best things to do in Bohemia besides yeah. go to the beach. Beach. Sheep shearing sheep festival. Sheep shearing gotta gotta be there yeah can't miss it you can't miss we it. never miss it no no pandemic scuppered our plans this year but we'll yeah. be back next year you bet yeah yeah so perdita is 16 and she has met florizel who is Polixenes' son florizel florizel
0: i swear there's like a pokemon <laughs> got a, like a name like that or something <laughs> It's like a weasel one or something
1: he's not weaselly he's
0: cute Um, Well, the Pokemon's sort of Weasley. I don't know. I don't know that. I know enough about Pokemon to know that that sounds like one, but not enough to actually know if that's the actual name of one.
1: It does sort of sound like a Pokemon.
0: (laughs) So he's a Pokemon, right? He's a
1: Pokemon, yeah. So Florizel is the prince, and the prince of Bohemia. He's Polixene's son, um, who's a little bit older than Perdita, but not inappropriately older.
0: Not in a, like, Romeo way?
1: No, not in a Romeo way. And she's 16, so, you know, perfectly adult. For the, for the time for the time that was like oh. but keep in mind she still doesn't know she's a princess right no. and nobody knows she's a princess to be fair everyone except, th- the, bear. except the bear and he's not telling <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> so, no.
1: everyone thinks that she's just the the shepherd's youngest daughter and the shepherd's wife has only recently died so it's kind of very plausible and that
0: how did she die just
1: we don't really know she just a year ago she died it's it's So it's their first sheep shearing without her. And Perdita has to be kind of the the mistress of the feast, right? She has to kind of fulfill the role that her mother would normally have done. Right. So we get a very cute little scene between Florizel and Perdita where we establish that they're in love with each other. And Perdita's really nervous because Florizel wants to tell his dad what's up. And she's like, he's not going to like it. It's not going to go well. I just can't see this. Working in my favor and mm-hmm. florizel's like but i love you and so he'll love you too and you're not just a shepherdess you've got you know you're much better than a regular shepherdess and so yeah there's a lot of like kind of weird sort of pedestal yeah and kind of like almost sort of eugenicist kind of language where it's like you're you know yes you're a shepherdess but you don't see blonde seem hair like a and your blue eyes you seem more like a princess than like a shepherdess and right. of course, she is actually a princess. So there's this this all the way through this scene. There's this sense of like, oh, but she's so much more beautiful, and she's so much more graceful, and she dances so well, and she's got the the air of royalty about her.
0: Because we know that genes make you good at dancing.
1: Yes, and give you the air of royalty. They do. Did you not know?
0: You've got the royalty gene.
1: Yeah, those Habsburgs. Yeah. Mm, lots of lots of.
0: <laughs> well, royalty gene meaning inbreeding. We were <laughs> <laughs> in
1: that case. <laughs> Okay, so Florizel and Perdida are kind of discussing this and in the meantime, her brother, the clown, has had to go into town. That's
0: (laughs) a great sentence. Her brother, the clown.
1: (laughs) Has had to... He's got to go to a
0: clown convention, has he? No,
1: he's gone into town to get the last of the supplies that she needs. Oh,
0: so he's been clowning about town?
1: He's been clowning about town, yes. He's been sent on a clowning mission. (laughs) And (laughs) he's got a list of, of things that she needs him to get from town. Okay. So, and he's got some money. And as he's going into town... He comes across autolycus. Autolycus? Autolycus, yes. Autolycus. Like automobile, but autolycus.
0: Okay. I don't even know what to do with that.
1: (laughs) It's just a weird name. It probably means something. I could look it up. My actual copy of the play is in my office at work, which I'm not used to having. (laughs) I'm not used to having an office where I can leave books. What is this
0: thing called? you know, workspace outside of home.
1: Yeah. Also like stable job for more than one academic year where I can actually leave books over the summer. Incredible. And I forgot to bring it home. So I'm I'm flying without a compass on this one. It's all I'm flying from, without wings, all from memory. <laughs> it's all from memory. So I'm sure it means something. I could look it up. But the um. so basically Autolycus is a, a kind of trickster character.
0: Uh, he's one of those. He's
1: One of those. And he pretends to be horribly injured in order to pickpocket the clown basically oh
0: right and yeah. he's the clown as we know falls for it he's, yeah hook line and sinker
1: yeah. is out even even offers to give Autolycus some money at the end of the scene because he says are you sure you're going to be alright do you need some money to like help you out because Autolycus pretends he's been mugged
0: oh so he's injured and mugged yes he's, he's going he's playing he's all the cards full
1: yep full ham and uh, he obviously declines because he's already stolen the clown's purse but it's it's a yeah quite a funny but sad scene. Oh, I feel bad for this clown. I know he doesn't just, even have a name. I mean, no, he's just the clown. He's quite rude to his sister later on, though, so we can't okay. feel too nice about him. Okay,
0: I don't like rude clowns. They're the worst. No, he's kind of even
1: like. going to be a nice clown. If you're going to be a clown. At least be nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, don't be a clown. Basically, Let's be honest, no one likes clowns.
1: Some people like clowns.
0: Well, other clowns.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we've just lost our demographic lost. Of clown fans. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry, clown, <laughs> clown, listeners. Okay, so he's he's been robbed, basically, right? But and, and we've met Autologus, who will come back again later.
0: Yeah, the band with the stupid name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, woo! Sheep sharing, festivities, song and dance, all lovely things happening. Polixenes, the king, is concerned that his son Florizel has been running off. And he doesn't really know what's up with him. And he and Camillo, who is still around, come up with the idea that they're going to disguise themselves and attend the sheep shearing because they've sort of followed Florizel there. Right. Mm -hmm. And Polixenes uh, at some point overhears that Florizel is planning to marry Perdita and he gets very upset about this.
0: Oh, it needs his approval.
1: Yes, and also he does not approve because she's just a shepherdess. No. Mm. Even though Florizel has given us a beautiful line when he says she is no shepherdess, but Flora, the goddess of spring.
0: Mm. Mm. Or margarine.
1: Or margarine, sure. (laughs) No, she's not the goddess of margarine. (laughs) They couldn't even make margarine.
0: Wow. I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So sheep-shearing, singing, dancing, happy, 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 flowers. Perdita's playing hostess, so she welcomes Polixenes and Camillo who are in disguise.
0: As shepherds.
1: uh, Yes, pretending to be shepherds and, you know, welcomes them to the feast, blah, blah, blah. And at some point in all of the festivity, Polixenes sort of starts pressuring Florizel to say, and Florizel says is, is happy as a clam, right? He's having the best day of his life, dancing with his princess, who's, actually a princess but he doesn't know she's a princess and there starts to be a conversation about him not telling his father that he's going to get married and Polixenes uh in disguise as as an old man shepherd is like oh but surely your father deserves the basic respect of being told that you plan to get married and Florizel's like no I don't think he does and how is this any of your business (laughs) and they go back and forth for a bit yeah exactly (laughs) their disguises are weirdly effective
0: Well, we know that once you put a different pair of clothes on, Shakespeare logic is, boom, instant disguise.
1: I mean, you and I have had this experience that, you know, I wear a hat and suddenly you're like, where is my wife and who are you? (laughs) How did you get in my house? Yeah, that happens all the time. All the time, like with alarming regularity. Yeah. So that's that's what happens. and polixenes eventually kind of reveals himself and is like it's my business because i'm your father Mm. and everybody freaks the fuck out because the king has been at their party the entire time and they didn't know
0: is he not normally allowed at the sheep shearing well he just
1: wouldn't normally show up unannounced
0: Uh. oh yeah i guess he'd probably want his own private sheep shearing booth or something wouldn't he Yeah,
1: well and if you knew the king was coming you'd put on a bit of a better show wouldn't you
0: right is it a bit half-assed is it
1: it's not that it's half-assed it's just that it's it's for the local people in this sheep-sharing village it's not like for the king it's not a
0: royal sharing experience
1: yeah i mean imagine if i don't know well we don't care that much about the queen so i suppose we probably would just be like hey liz come on in i guess yeah have Um, some
0: tea don't whatever
1: whatever and see what you feel like he's half
0: a digestive
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think i'd give the queen a whole digestive (laughs) she's like 98 years old that's gonna be the uh (laughs) hey liz come on in have half a digestive (laughs)
0: well you know just conveying the sense of nonchalance
1: yes that is not how these people feel about the king being in their midst
0: i think i could probably muster as you say muster up to a whole single (laughs) digestive
1: (laughs) one digestive for you your majesty no more
0: some uh yeah PG tips. Yeah. We're not, we're not, I mean, not breaking out the twinings.
1: Bit of cheek that the head of one of the wealthiest families in the world is coming and eating our digestives. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah. How many, she must have like, you know, barrels of digestives. She should be bringing us digestives.
1: Yeah. 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 Shortbread. Get on it, Liz. Yeah. Yeah. So, Polick reveals himself. Everybody freaks out. Um, The, the old shepherd particularly is very upset by this. The king has been there and he didn't know. And he's especially upset that uh, his daughter was planning to marry the prince and hadn't mentioned this to him.
0: Oh, it's a secret affair.
1: Yep. And this is when the clown starts to be very grouchy and uh. is really, he calls her all sorts of horrible names and is, is really mad at Perdita for some reason. Yeah, it's, it's nasty. It's not a nice ending to the scene. Sort of the, the joy and the happiness kind of all gets punctured. Oh, I skipped over the bit where autolycus comes and sells some ballads. It's not that interesting.
0: He sells some ballads?
1: He sells some ballads.
0: What, like meatloaf sort of songs?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Meatloaf some type songs. Ballads. <laughs> some early, early power ballads. Rock ballads. Early modern
0: rock ballads. Early modern power ballads, Yes, yeah.
1: yes, that's what he's selling. Yeah. So the, the happy mood kind of gets completely punctured by the king revealing himself. And somewhere in the midst of all of this, it is also revealed that Perdita is actually... Uh, was was found as a child and isn't actually the old shepherd's daughter and this is news to her so she's quite upset by it and they somehow figure out that she is Leonti's daughter missing daughter mm. I think it's Camillo that puts that together but again haven't got the play right in front of me so we might have to correct this yeah. later
0: some someone works it out it that, all comes that's out. all you need to know it all
1: comes out right we have the yeah. the kind of big reveal that like this has been the case all along but Polixenes has kind of stormed off by then, so he misses this part. Right. And Camillo hangs back and he's like, "Listen, I really want to go back to Sicilia. I miss my home. I would be happy to kind of help you escape Bohemia and present your case to Leontes. You know, we I...
0: we know how reasonable he is.
1: <laughs> well, Camillo missed a lot of that. So
0: oh oh yeah, because they fled.
1: Yeah. So Camillo sort of says, you know, although
0: they did they did flee. And they obviously had cause to flee. Yeah. So maybe maybe he's thinking that time is a healer. And maybe. does time show up and say, yes, I am a healer. I have
1: healed all things. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that would be great. Time in like a lab coat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, time. Is Leonti better now? Time walks on. Yes. Yes. I have healed him. <laughs> walks away again. That would be good. I'd like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you should come on like with a magazine as well.
1: Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> on the cover. Yeah, Leon, with his Leon's face on man the cover. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> oh no, too accurate, too accurate. So Florizel and Perdita escape with Camillo to Cecilia. The old shepherd and clown decide to follow them and Polixenes follows as well. So everybody's gotten on their boats oh. <laughs> in Bohemia. Yeah. In the that well-known Bohemian harbor and they're sailing for Cecilia. And uh, Autolycus gets involved again. And there's a sort of clowning scene when they arrive where the clown and the old shepherd have been given sort of nice court clothes. And it's, yeah, anyway.
0: That's fine. Yeah. They're just clowning around.
1: Yeah, I need to read that scene again. I don't really remember what happened. I don't love Autolycus. I think he's sort of distracting and boring.
0: Um, Well, he doesn't really sound like he's actually, like, involved in the plot. He's He's just kind of there as a, oh, I better fill in a bit of space with some random stuff
1: most productions i've seen he's just sort of a bit of light relief
0: between yeah he's like the porter heavy stuff
1: like the porter yeah Yeah. better than the porter i don't think he's as bad as the porter
0: he's not he's not that bad
1: no he could be worse so they escape they get to sicilia they present themselves before leontes and they say and florizel says i'm the son of your old friend Polixenes, and we're here seeking refuge because he doesn't approve of our marriage and Leontes recognizes Perdita as his daughter, like without being told. <laughs> he just looks at her and he's like, oh, my God.
0: It's those royal jeans.
1: 16 years have yeah. gone by, but you look just like your mother or something like that. Right. Oh, wait, before they arrive, something quite important happens. So before Florizel and Perdita get there, that same scene, Leontes is talking to two of his lords and Paulina. And the lords are urging him to remarry. They're saying the kingdom needs an heir. You can't just leave us in the lurch like this. We, Mm. you know, it's been 16 years. It's time to move on. And Paulina is like, no, it is not time to move on. You still need to feel bad about this. Mm -hmm. Besides, doesn't everybody remember what the oracle said, that there will be no heir until what is lost is found?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I.E. Perdita. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, but they don't know that yet. Mm. So Perdita arrives with Florizel. The king's like, holy shit, you're my kid. And everybody's all like, oh, happy, happy. what, What's so wonderful? Polixniz arrives. He and Leontes sort of face off a little bit. But ultimately, Polixniz is like, oh, it's just good to see you, man. And they hug it out. And... Oh, because
0: Hermione's dead. It's all fine. Now, yeah, right? exactly. Got rid of that woman. That
1: pesky woman oh, that came yeah. between us. Yeah. Sorry about your kid being missing for 16 years. Didn't know she was right under my nose. Mm. All right so the really important thing is about to happen
0: i i have a theory sorry yes jump in leonides whatever was he called leontes right (laughs) i think he's got a thing for polixenes right romance like uh, like i think he's got a thing
1: oh and now that both their wives are gone it's like hey we can be together now yeah yeah
0: and that's why he's so quick to forgive him
1: well hold your horses mister
0: This is a Shakespeare
1: play. (laughs) First of all, this is a Shakespeare play. Secondly, something else is about to happen that's going to destroy that theory a little bit. One of them dies. Not quite. Oh, also the reunion scene, like most of it doesn't actually happen on stage. It's like reported by these other lords. So we get this kind of...
0: Oh, it's like a Ross situation.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Ross from Friends, (laughs) as we know from our...
1: Ross from Friends. Bonus episode. Yes.
0: Yeah. Because that's the best way to... To convey information, yeah, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's just a, a two lords on stage talking about it instead of actually showing it to us. Yeah. And the the kind of justification that Shakespeare scholars often give for this, or the, the kind of reasoning that they find in that, is that Shakespeare's sort of saving the the emotional payoff for the last scene of the play, which is where we get to now. Okay. So Paulina says, Perdita, it's such a shame that you never got to meet your mother. But I have a statue. I have had a statue made of her. And it stays in my kind of private residence. And it would be good maybe if we would all go together and see the statue. It's just been finished. It, You know, it's going to be great. And Leontes is like, what? I didn't know about this statue. Yeah, let's go see the statue. So they all go see the statue. The statue gets revealed. And everybody's like, because it looks just like her. Mm. Like, there's all this talk about how, like, they want to kiss her and they want to touch her hand. And she looks so lifelike. Yeah, it looks like the statue. Who, could who
0: like, wants to kiss her?
1: Uh, Leontes.
0: Oh, okay. Like Everyone does.
1: Everyone. Everyone just wants like, to get in on it. on this statue. No. It's, but she looks so lifelike, right? Right. Um, and Paulina has all these kind of sort of veiled jokes where she's like, oh, my lord, Anon, you'll think it moves. And, you know, she's sort of building the suspense a little bit. And then she says, well, actually, I can make this statue come to life.
0: Oh, she's got magical powers. She
1: has apparently.
0: Yeah. She practiced in for sixteen years. (laughs)
1: Apparently, and everyone's like, "Wait, really? You can?" And she's like, "Yeah, I can." And she says to Hermione, "Tis time, arise, be stone no more." Right. Mm. And Hermione comes to life. Cool. Yeah. So the statue. Do you see what I mean about how like I wish I could experience this again? Yeah. Is it like
0: Colossus of Rhodes kind of thing? That's that's a stone thing. No. What am I thinking? The
1: Colossus of Rhodes is a statue. Yes. It comes to life. I don't know if it comes to life, but it was a it was a statue, a really what am I big thinking one.
0: Of? Is, is it Jason and the Argonauts? It's that big stone thing that comes to life.
1: Or, oh, what's the one that My Fair Lady is based on? Pygmalion. Pygmalion. Very good.
0: Get my literature points in there. Yes,
1: very good. Shaw. Bernard Shaw. So the statue comes to life, and it's very magical, and it's beautiful, and it really is Hermione. And she sort of ignores Leontes, right as much as he's like whoa my wife's back this is amazing she goes right for perdita and pretty much the only thing she says after she kind of comes back to life is like tell me about your life Mm. like thank she thanks the gods for preserving her so that she could see her daughter and she wants to know everything about her child so total totally maternal i'm tearing up just thinking about it because it's such a beautiful Mm. scene and then Leontes kind of horns his way in and is like, Course. yeah. And there's this sort of very tentative reconciliation, right? Because Hermione doesn't really kind of verbally say, yes, I'd like to get back together with you.
0: After, Despite you killing me, Yes. Yeah, basically. after all the horrible
1: things that you did yeah. to me. But Paulina sort of, Leontes kind of wraps everything up um, and he says that, that everything's going to be good again and they're going to celebrate the marriage of Florizel and Pardida, and it's going to join their kingdoms together and isn't it wonderful? He also suggests that, or not suggests, I mean, he's the king. He sort of demands that Paulina and Camillo get married.
0: Oh, it's one of those. It's one of those. It's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone must get married. You just
1: gotta have as many You've weddings gotta as Gotta have possible. marriages
0: in place now, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Just as many weddings as we can so start. Get in. that
0: bear in. Get the bear and whatever he's fucking called. Um, Antigonus.
1: Antigonus.
0: Antigonus, no, <laughs> Antigonus is no, dead. No, he's dead. No, the, the one, the stupid one with a stupid name.
1: Autolycus.
0: Autolycus and a bear. Bam.
1: Yeah, married. Done. Done. Who else is left?
0: Old man. (laughs) Old man and...
1: There's no women left. We're out of women. He had a wife and she died. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, but so did Leontes.
1: That's right. Polixenes doesn't get married off again.
0: Old man and Polixenes. There you go. There we go. Power
1: couple. Done. Power couple. Yeah. They're going to have to get Polixenes over his whole elitism thing, but that's all right. They'll survive. So, happy ending... Or so it seems Mm -hmm. right. There's this kind of very tentative conclusion where it's not clear what kind of the next stage of their relationship is. It's not clear whether Hermione was ever actually dead or whether she was just hiding out with Paulina for 16 years. Because remember, we never saw a body in Ah, Three, right?
0: That's true. Um,
1: It's not clear whether there is some actual magic involved that she's been preserved as a statue for 16 years. And now that her daughter's back, she's come to life again. Uh, we don't really know what the deal was there. It's sort of this mysterious, mm. magical, That's spooky cool. bit thing. bit of
0: ambiguity. A bit
1: of ambiguity, a bit of ambiance. And there's uh, a really nice moment at the end of, oh, one of the productions we did for Winter's Tale Watch Party, and I can't remember which one now. Pete will know. I think it might have been the Royal Ballet production, obviously the ballet adaptation of it, <laughs> where Mamilius kind of comes on at the end because of course he's still dead
0: oh yeah he died right? didn't he? he died a lot of people died
1: a lot of people died and he kind of stands with the plinth that Hermione had been on at the end and and is kind of forlornly left <laughs> in the darkness as everybody yeah, else he's goes off of to celebrate
0: forgotten isn't he in, he
1: is completely in, in forgotten world. this poor kid
0: and we don't even know how he died right
1: he just died of of kind of grief and stress at wow. his parents having public trials about each other <laughs>
0: Yeah. Is that kind of the, the play then, pretty much? That's the play. Because I'm going to have one of my uh comments all again, right. which is like the whole, all of these events. Yes. Could easily, easily have been avoided. Yes. And Mamilius would still be alive. He would. And Herm- Hermione would have 100% seen... be alive, not yeah. a question mark alive.
1: Well, and would have seen her daughter grow up. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a sad play, really, in a lot of ways. Like,
0: the love is needless isn't it yeah it's like like war
1: it is it is completely unnecessary yeah there's no rhyme or reason to how Leontes behaves in the first half and even though we get this kind of bright like pop of colour in act 4 with the the sheep shearing festival and it's kind of light and happy and fun the minute Polixenes kind of arrives and and pops the bubble it's really dark again and then we get back to Cecilia and it's sort of like eh happy ending.
0: Mm. Yeah, because we don't know where it's going to go from there, do we?
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's a sort of it's a winter's tale in the sense that there's that that bit of mystery about it. Mm. So yeah, that's the winter's tale. Very good. Yeah.
0: Not very wintry though, is it? I mean, apart from there's only a bit of a ghost. It's not really a ghost, is it? Really? (laughs) Well,
1: Hermione is sort of a ghost, right? So she she's she's actually a ghost in Antigonus's dream, but then at the end when she kind of comes back to life, it's sort of like oh. You know, she's, she's, a well, bit- she's more of a
0: statue lady.
1: <laughs> okay, if you want to be literal <laughs> about it, yes. <laughs> but it's like, think about like the ghost story in the sense of like spooky, mysterious, yeah, not like, like not a literally specific a boo ghost necessarily. Yeah. 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 There's a really cool adaptation of this from a director from Nigeria that was part of the Globe to Globe festival in 2012, Wole Ogun And he, his kind of version of it, drew on the mythology um that he grew up with and at the end Hermione actually turns into a statue again mm. she like she sort of sees that Leonti the Leonti's character hasn't learned his lesson and well, she not. she legitimately like climbs back on the plinth and like has this big inhale and and turns into a statue again and that's refuses cool. to kind of go back to him and yeah. i love that
0: yeah cuz that's like the big thing about this one is that like why is she getting back with
1: yeah and i him? think it's i mean i i played hermione during my masters and the logic of it the the way that i kind of justified it to myself as an actor was like i want to be here for my daughter yeah. so i can put up with this asshole as long as i'm gonna have perdita because she's the one that i was really waiting for
0: yeah
1: right doesn't matter how sorry the Auntie says he is she doesn't come back she doesn't nothing mm-hmm. changes until her daughter arrives in Sicilia. Yeah. yeah. Maternal So instinct. it's another
0: shallow husk of a marriage.
1: Yes. <laughs> Shakespeare's good at those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's all right because everyone's married, so it's all good. Yeah,
1: it's all fine. We've,
0: we've restored the, what is it, heteronormative pa- pa- patriarchy or whatever. Yes.
1: Heteropatriarchal.
0: Normative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing words out. You're I sometimes mixed, do use. Just mixing
1: and match Normative <laughs> is a word. Normative is a word. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've upheld heteropatriarchal norms, is what I would say. Okay. Yes, Paulina and Camillo. I guess why not? And you see productions mm-hmm. sometimes that like try to create some intrigue between them, but they literally have no stage time together. No. Before, does
0: he just order them like?
1: He's pretty much like Paulina. Sort of has this self-pitying line where she says like Oh, I, an old turtle, will go to weep my an last day." Yeah, she calls. She's us- not a weeping turtle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how she refers to herself. A turtle dove, right? Not like a reptile. Oh, I was thinking <laughs> of
0: a little reptile with like a little tear dropping out.
1: <laughs> oh, that's cuter. No, a a turtle dove. Uh, okay. Yeah. Usually, when a weeping turtle dove. a weeping turtle dove. Yeah, okay. usually when you hear turtle in these plays, they mean turtle dove and not like a,
0: turtle turtle.
1: Yeah, turtle turtle. Shelly turtle. The way yeah. <laughs> Shelley the turtle. <laughs> oh, I like Shelly the turtle.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what's um? I was going to call him Cosimo. What's he called again? Camillo. Camillo. <laughs> Cosimo. <laughs> You're just
1: making things up
0: now. I, I forgot what he's called. Camillo. Camillo. Yeah. What's 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 his deal?
1: He's gonna marry Paulina I guess yeah Yeah. he's he's back in Sicilia he uh, has aided in the reconciliation of his two kings and I guess the logical next step from that is marriage
0: they've got to be quite a bit older then because I know in in this sort of time period you're rushing to get yeah your nobles down down into the the wedding chapel the minute that they've had puberty
1: well and remember paulina has been married already yeah so right. that's what i mean so, that yeah
0: camillo and Paulina have got to be
1: like yeah they're older. getting on a bit yeah. they're older yeah you most productions they're cast a little bit older on the older side pauline is actually one of very few roles in shakespeare that typically goes to a woman sort of over 50 i mm. um, very rare to have those e- even over 40 really in a lot wow. of ways yeah yeah shakespeare liked them young Actually, his wife was a few years older than him. Go figure. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's the winter's tale. Mm. Shall we uh, proceed to the misogynometer?
0: You're asking the amateur hour to am. go first. I am. Well, uh, I want to know
1: what you think before I influence it too much.
0: OK, well, it's it's pretty bad, but it, I, I don't think it's it's nowhere near as bad as some of the other ones we've covered. So it's probably like a. I mean, I don't know because I don't know the details of like what the clown says and what the. what happens to the clown? Does he get married?
1: Uh, no, actually, he's
0: too. He's no, too he stupid. just he
1: just sort of comes to live at court, so they get a promotion. Oh, so he
0: does become the jester. <laughs> that's that's his goal.
1: No, he's the brother of the princess and the heir to the throne. So he's an heir to the throne. Well, no, she is, but he's her step brother so there he's they, not
0: got a claim though right
1: no no but they got
0: because he'd be terrible
1: he would be yeah he'd be terrible no he and he and the old shepherd get like a promotion they sort of get to join
0: the mm. court would, would jester not be a promotion from clown
1: no <laughs> because it's not clown in the sense of like makes funny jokes it's I clown know. in the sense of like idiot yeah
0: but still like he'd then be a paid idiot rather than like just an idiot
1: jesters are actually really wise usually they're the ones they? that that can speak truth to power yeah yeah, oh yeah, like, they have
0: influence, don't they? They do. They we'll use we'll their... get to this
1: when we do King Lear.
0: Your favourite play.
1: But, but the fool in Lear is is the kind of classic wise fool who is... Um, yeah, right? we
0: know about those. Yeah. One of those is... Uh... Yeah, I'm not going to get there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. And the the fool in in that kind of scenario is often like more... Has it together more than the monarch, right? And they're the one that's kind of... Speaking truth to power and kind of telling it like it is and actually getting shit done. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's not what this is.
0: No. Okay. He's just an idiot.
1: Yeah. He's well, not even an idiot. He's just. Gullible? Lower class bumpkin. Uh, Right. Like he's not necessarily stupid. He just hasn't lived in a court. Right. He's 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 just
0: doesn't. He's just not worthy of an actual name
1: apparently yeah he's just a just a working class shepherd boy he's just uh, the yeah the old shepherd doesn't have a name either he's, he's just,
0: just old shepherd he's the
1: shepherd yeah uh, okay yeah
0: maybe shakespeare just brought out of names at that point
1: yeah gone through all
0: his, his classics
1: they're kind of archetypes in some ways right they're not the important thing we have to know about them is that they are not nobility because perdita is raised in isolation in yeah. bohemia by a shepherd
0: yeah so yeah uh that was a bit of a sidetrack. But it was. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know the details of like what these sorts of speeches and comments are being made by Leontes and the clown and all the other people. Just you... assume they're bad. They're probably pretty bad. So I'm I'm probably gonna go with like seven mm. because I think the whole Hermione thing is shitty.
1: Mm.
0: It doesn't really uh feel like she she's going to... I guess she gets like a kind of some sort of redemption at the end, right? But still it's just like, oh yeah, now we'll just settle back into where you were before despite the fact that your husband accused you of of cheating and fathering yeah. another man's child and then also imprisoned you while you were having a baby and then actually like pretty much killed you
1: yeah and murdered one of your children and attempted to murder the other one
0: yeah so yeah it's not great is it no it's not great i don't know maybe maybe i've got a bit low on it i don't know really
1: <laughs> yeah let's i mean see what I, you
0: can see what you say
1: i would probably put this at, at an eight i think it's it, it's the women of this play are awesome, and I think that's what redeems it in some ways, right? Like Paulina is a badass. She gets shit done. she talks back to the king. She's not afraid of anything. and she literally is like the only one with a plan in this in this whole scenario. Yeah. right She's the yeah, one she's who, quite like she's good. great. She's the one who kind of looks at it and goes, all right, let's see if he'll respond to seeing his newborn child. If he doesn't, then what's the backup plan? She's the one who, you know, orchestrates the whole statue thing. She's the one who.
0: She's got the magic.
1: She's got the magic. And she manages Leontes in that 16 year interim. Oh, God, yeah. Right? So she's the one who's like basically reminding him all the time that he killed his wife, that he's responsible for this, that like she really does not let up for 16 years. Yeah. evidenced by the scene where she's going, no, you can't remarry because you don't feel guilty enough yet. Yeah. Like, unless Hermione herself returns, I will not authorize you to, to get married again. So I love Paulina. I think she's great. Pergidus, really cool as well. I think she's sort of, she's quite enterprising. She's quite smart. She reads Florizel really well, and she reads the king really well without ever having met him. She kind of goes into that situation saying, I don't think this is going to work out. Like we need to have a better plan than just we'll get married and hope your dad's okay with it. Mm. So she's, yeah, I think she's cool. And I love Hermione too. I think she's great. I think she, that trial scene where she is sort of like, what the fuck do you want me to say? Like what, what can I possibly say that's going to change your mind? Because this came out of nowhere. This is not based on anything. So how do I defend myself? I think she, for somebody who has just given birth, who has been, thrown in prison for no reason, who's been humiliated in public the way that she has been, she really holds herself together. And mm-hmm. she really, like, you know, she says everything she needs to say. And then to have the courage to come back at the end, right? To yeah. sort of walk back into that scenario and to to have that sense of, I I want to be here for my daughter, even though I'm not so sure about Leontes. yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of men read this play as a play about forgiveness. They read Measure for Measure that way, too. And I don't...
0: Well, forgiveness for murdering your wife?
1: Yeah. And I don't think it's about that. I I think it's about... I mean, to me, and I I could not possibly say whether this was Shakespeare's intention. I have a feeling it probably wasn't. But the for me, what's interesting about this play is the way that the kind of matrilineal bond holds, despite all of this patriarchal interference. Mm. Right, that Hermione and Perdita have a connection to each other that survives all of the violence that Leontes brings to it. Yeah, that survives all of the bullshit. And I think that's kind of beautiful. So it would be higher if if the women weren't so great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Leontes is a is a jealous tyrant. He is awful. He sucks. And I don't think he's sufficiently learned his lesson at the end because well, he no, never...
0: he doesn't get any kind of comeuppance. No. Nothing. He doesn't. Yeah, what, he gets what's...
1: everything he wanted. Right, yeah, and he never apologizes.
0: What about the oracle? What happens to the oracle?
1: Well, I guess he just carries on being Apollo. Yeah, yeah.
0: He should. He should uh, smite. He should smite. Le- well, Leontes. I think. I think
1: the idea is that Mamilius dying is Apollo smiting Leontes. Oh, right. And okay. Hermione, Hermione appearing to die is, or actually dying, we don't really know.
0: So does Leontes? Uh, does he act? Does he feel bad for like? having caused all these deaths or is he says he does
1: he says he does but he never says it to hermione that we see right he He never like
0: apologizes
1: not to her face so
0: that that to me that makes me think okay why is it it's not so much about forgiveness then because otherwise that would be more explicit Mm. right
1: yeah no he literally just like gets all handsy with her right away and it's like oh she's warm and is very like i
0: I can't fuck a statue but (laughs) now that you're back
1: (laughs) yeah literally he never apologizes to her. He never says like I'm really sorry for all the chaos I caused and I was wrong and uh, you know he's
0: just like oh good you're here I've been really horny these last sixteen years
1: yeah yeah or I've been really lonely or I've I've had to put up with Paulina all the time like yeah he's he's not very remorseful once she's actually in front of him
0: no because he's probably just like oh good this she's is back. all balance is restored yeah as we know we, that that is what always happens in yeah. these although I, I did like on this one there's that little kind of question mark about it
1: mm. yeah.
0: even though he's also doing the everyone's married everything goes back to all the marriages go back to normal yeah at least there's a bit of a I guess a kind of mystery there's with a bit one. of a
1: question mark on it yeah because it's not strictly a comedy right like it's a
0: no what, what does this fall under um a winter's tale
1: yeah <laughs> kind of it's it's not like people haven't sort of settled on what we call these plays sometimes they're just the late plays sometimes they're the romances so that's Cymbeline, Winter's Tale, Pericles, The Tempest—like the okay. uh, two noble kinsmen, the, the kind of like collection of generically difficult plays at the end of Shakespeare's right, okay. career. Sometimes they're referred to as tragic comedies, although people get kind of— Where's the comedy? Well, it's in Autolycus, Autolycus and it's in the sheep shearing, okay. and there's you know there's there's
0: sheep shearing antics.
1: Yeah, but but remember that comedy isn't necessarily about something being funny. It's about how does it end. Right? So right, it's not it's like a tragedy a... because it's not sad or it, it doesn't end with everybody dying like Hamlet or like Titus Andronicus or like Macbeth.
0: Yeah, it, it ends with everyone getting married.
1: It ends with everyone getting married. You know, there's only, there's
0: only two ways you could end a play. Exactly.
1: Those, <laughs> those are your options. They all die,
0: they all get married.
1: Death or marriage, those are That's your it. options, particularly as a woman. So you're...
0: Or both, if you're this play, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Dead and married. Poor Hermione. So... <laughs> yeah so it's not i like, like that
0: as a if you did a like a remake that was based on um hermione's life or yeah. anything that's what you'd call it dead unmarried bracket poor hermione bracket
1: yeah <laughs> is that our punk rock album tribute that is. <laughs> to hermione
0: <laughs> dead that does sound like a like a emo band or something yeah, right yeah
1: like 2002 <laughs> <laughs> black uh yeah. streak of hair in the face that's it yeah yeah Yep that's that's our look out for our hot emo album yeah dropping everybody
0: yeah dead hermione
1: <laughs> dead and married bracket poor hermione <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is, there was a time where i feel like every song
1: every emo song
0: had like brackets in they yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um so yeah i think i put it at an eight and almost not because of anything shakespeare actually did <laughs> you know what i mean like
0: Oh, so he's got off a little bit lightly on this one. I think
1: he's got off lightly on this one because I've got such a love for the the kind of performance history of this play and the mm. way that women who take on these roles really make them awesome.
0: There's um, more scope, I would say, on these. Yeah, yeah there's, you've there's, got they've, more scope. Got a bit more, they've got a bit more meat on them and there's actually mm. more than like one main female role.
1: Yeah, and in the way that at the end of Measure for Measure, Isabella doesn't have any lines for like the whole last hundred yeah, lines sure or whatever it is. She never actually responds to the Duke's proposal. Hermione doesn't ever actually say anything to Leontes once she comes back to life. She Mm. never talks directly to him. So there is scope as an actor to kind of play with that. And you can play with eye contact and body language. And, you know, it's not the most assertive ending, but you can also kind of complicate this idea that. He's been forgiven, and this happy marriage yeah, is happening. He has not been
0: forgiven. She's just come back to life because she's there for Perdita.
1: Yeah, and that's my reading of it, anyway. Yeah. 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 So yeah, The Winter's Tale.
0: Any any final
1: final springer's
0: final thoughts?
1: <laughs> Pauline is great. Hermione's great. Perdita's cool. Fuck Leontes. Yeah. And all of his enablers.
0: I like the bear.
1: <laughs> You've been listening to not another Shakespeare podcast, and this is our pre-recorded outro. <laughs> If you liked this episode, please review and subscribe. If you hated this episode, maybe share it with a nemesis. You can follow us on social media at nashackspodcast or check out our website, nashakespearepodcast.com. Thanks for listening and see thee next time. And fare thee well.